The views expressed on this program are solely those of the speaker and do not reflect the views and opinions of Centennial Securities. Be reminded that this podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Happy Friday! Welcome to the Weekly Investment Podcast, where we discuss the week's must-know investment news and how it affects your money. I am your host, Walter. This week, we discuss Secure Act 2.0, white-collar crime, and the Santa Claus rally. It's been another exciting week in the investment world, so let's crack right into the news. Congress is close to passing a spending bill, and included in the $1.7 trillion funding legislation are sweeping changes to rules regarding retirement investing. If passed, Americans across the spectrum will benefit. Let's take a closer look at what's in the SECURE Act 2.0. The required minimum distribution age, or the point at which you are forced to take distributions from retirement accounts, will change from age 72 to 73 starting next year, and then 75 in 2033. Individuals who have already started taking RMDs, however, cannot stop. There will be increases to catch-up contribution limits. The SECURE Act would allow 401k and 403b plans starting in 2025 to have a catch-up contribution increase from $7,500 to $10,000, and that amount will go up for individuals between the ages of 60 and 63. For IRAs, the $1,000 catch-up limit will be indexed by inflation starting in 2024. The penalty for missing a required minimum distribution will be cut in half. Currently, the penalty for missing an RMD is a whopping 50%. The Act would cut this in half to 25%. Qualified charitable distributions will also increase starting in 2023. The current $100,000 limit for QCDs will be indexed by inflation. Now, recall that QCDs allow a taxpayer to contribute to charity directly from their IRA and avoid the recognition of income on those donated amounts. Companies can make 401k matching contributions based on student loan payments, so workers facing the decision to pay off student debt or save for retirement could have a portion of their student loan payments matched by their employer and contributed to their retirement plan. Now, here's an interesting one. 529 plans rolled directly into a Roth IRA. So the act includes language allowing tax and penalty-free rollovers from a 529 college savings plan to a Roth IRA with limitations. The rollover limit is $35,000 and beneficiaries must move funds between a 529 and a Roth in their name. The 529 account must have been opened for 15 years as well. 
these provisions are subject to ordering rules and Roth contribution limits, so additional detail is needed here to fully understand the benefits. There are other Roth changes pending. Under current law, SEP and simple retirement plans cannot have a designated Roth account. In the SECURE Act 2.0, participants of these plans could have the option for participant contributions or employer funding to be treated as Roth starting in 2023. Now, there is a desire to also make uniform 401k rollover rules. The SECURE Act would try to simplify the direct rollover process from work-sponsored retirement accounts to IRAs by requiring the Treasury Secretary to standardize the forms used. This, however, may not be finalized until 2025. We have only scratched the surface of what the SECURE Act 2.0 has for retirement. There is still a lot to unpack, also because Congress makes the laws, but the IRS must interpret and apply them. This will take time. So stay tuned to The Whip for further updates. This week, former FTX CEO Sam Bankman-Fried was released on a $250 million bond while he awaits trial over the collapse of the FTX crypto exchange. How does this case compare to other high-profile white-collar crimes? Sam Bankman-Fried, or SBF, owed 10% of the bond, or $25 million, which has been secured against the value of his parents' house. So where does $250 million stack up in the history of white-collar crime? The bail of Michael Milken, an executive at Drexel Burnham Lambert who was charged with racketeering and securities fraud back in 1989, his bond was also set at $250 million, which is worth about $570 million in today's dollars adjusted for inflation. Now, Michael Milken pleaded guilty the following year to six felony counts and was sentenced to $600 million in fines and 10 years in prison. The probability of SBF seeing jail time or FTX investors seeing their lost money returned is hard to answer because many of the facts are still unknown. Here's what we do know. A couple of former FTX executives pleaded guilty this week and are likely becoming witnesses in the case against SBF, which increases his likelihood of doing hard time. Regarding money, you may recall that the Madoff Victim Fund, created in the aftermath of the Bernie Madoff epic pyramid scheme, distributed close to $4 billion to nearly 40,000 victims. FTX, though, has a million creditors, and where will the money come from to pay them back? The Bankman-Fried family's assets are under investigation as we speak. Ho, ho, ho. We've been told that Santa brings presents to good girls and boys, but can he also make the stock market rally? The Santa Claus rally suggests an increase in the stock market occurring the week leading up to December 25th. But how real is this phenomenon, and what are the chances of Santa Claus bringing the stock market a little joy this year? 
there are a couple of explanations for the causes of a potential Santa Claus rally, including a general feeling of optimism at the end of the year, as well as people investing their holiday bonuses. But trading volume, or the amount of buying and selling that takes place, is also light this time of year because many institutional traders are less active. This means that fewer participants can move the market in a given direction. Historical stock market performance over the last two decades shows just a small positive average return, about 0.39% for the week leading up to Christmas. Over those 20 weeks, there were 13 with a positive return, 5 with a negative return, and 2 weeks with no change at all. Now, the range in returns spanned a positive 5.5% in 2021 to negative 10.5% in 2018. Of the winning days, the average win was just about 1.5% while the average losing day was down about three and one quarter percent, with the average losing day much lower than the average winning day is positive, and the slight positive average return observed over the 20-year period, I think we can send the Santa Claus rally theory back up the chimney without milk and cookies. Will there be a Santa Claus rally this year? The market is down a little under 1% this week and down 1 and 3 quarter percent since last Friday. So unless Santa comes up with a big surprise from his bag of tricks, there will be no Santa Claus rally this year. Not to worry. Good boys and girls are rewarded for staying the course increasing their investment contributions, and for keeping their eyes open to opportunities. As Warren Buffett says, quote, the best chance to deploy capital is when things are going down, end quote. Stocks, like Santa's sleigh, will eventually move upward to deliver gifts. Join us next week when we discuss 2022 in review. Expect this special year-end episode to be informative with a few surprises. Join us next Friday for that and much, much more. Thank you for listening, and please have a nice weekend when you get there. Talk to you next week.